Drama, drama, drama. It's another week and another new episode. And Connor and I are so excited to share this one with you. We have the incredible, the magical Kate Rinders, who many of you know is Miss Jen from High School Musical, the musical, the series. But she's done Broadway, baby. She was Glinda. She's done something rotten. She stood by for Amy Schumer and Laura Benanti and Meteor Shower. The credits are many. And the episode is a blast. If you love it, if you love hearing about High School Musical, the musical, the series, we've of course chatted with other cast members like Julia Lester, Larry Saperstein, Roman Banks, Andrew Barth Feldman. If you went to East High, fictionally, you're welcome on drama. Anyways, if you want to give us a little bit of support, we would love it if you would check out our Patreon. It is patreon.com backslash the drama podcast. $5 a month gets you close friends on Instagram access, which has been fun lately. Um, A couple of bonus episodes every month. Just it really helps us keep things rolling over here at Drama Headquarters. All right, now on with the show. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Dylan, we are already getting on like gangbusters with our guests. I know, which I is love, an expression. Love, 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 love. I, I learned that expression from watching Gilmore Girls because they talk like they're from like an earlier era and they'd, they'd always say it and I'd be like, what does that mean? So I had to Google it, but now I forgot what it means. But I think it basically <laughs> like amazing. <laughs> but anyway. They, they did talk like they were in Guys and Dolls a lot of the time on that show. Oh, 100%, which is why the Sherman Palladinos really found their niche with the Maisel, Miss Maisel. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they did, they did. Hmm. Dylan, there's been one thing on my mind only for the last three or four weeks, which is something that I'm begrudgingly (laughs) admitting publicly, but it's ultimately a series that I consider to be a failure, but I can't get enough of it. I'm obsessed with it. It's Pretty Little Liars Original Sin, which is not... I don't know why they called it Pretty Little Liars. They should have just called it Original Sin, but... Mm -hmm. Probably because of the name recognition, but Dylan, it's all you and I talk about. I know. It's appointment television for me in a way that hasn't been (laughs) since and just like that earlier this year on HBO. Wow. I know. Now, let me just say this. Our listeners probably don't know that you are one of the foremost scholars and historians on the Pretty Little Liars franchise. I am. I I really feel like this. they just understood how to nail the assignment. They did like 24 episodes a year for six or seven years. They kept the mystery going. A lot going. of episodes, though. They kept track. They really did. I mean, it was a great, you know, example of a scripted, you know, cable drama that really kept it going. And it, in a world of streaming, it's hard to do a murder mystery like Pretty Little Liars, which is partially the reason I think this new series isn't really hitting in the way it did because you need those weeks in between to theorize who is the killer who's a who's you know all this stuff and when Hmm. when they're dumping three and then two and two and three episodes at a time there's no there's really no time for the fans to chat and really think about like oh episode one they did this but um yeah it's it owns my entire life for some random reason I can't figure out why it's it's fun and I in that same way that I'm just like that is fun I also want to give a shout out to friend of the of the podcast Derek Clenna in his featured role on Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Oh my God. Somebody I used to work at Soul Cycle with plays like one of the bullies, and he was a natural. And he's a nice person in real life, but he was like a very natural actor. I, so I was kind of gagged for Brian. I think a. we should. I know he was. He was so cute. We should have a different episode on our Patreon about Pretty Little Liars. Okay. Love the plug. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about why am I obsessed with this show, and I think it goes along with like why we as a society are obsessed with teen dramas, like mm. shows that place in and around high schools like there's just something so like heightened emotionally and visceral and you're you're like still living at home so there's like the parent aspect and like you're looking for answers in every way in your life and like it it, you know like even like elite on netflix or you know pretty little liars gossip girls back you know all these shows just really they they appeal to everyone and yeah of course another show we talk about all the time and it's topical for today is High School Musical, the musical, the series. Right. And it does have drama, but it's also comedy. It's musical. It's nostalgic, but also fresh. <laughs> wow, it's it's a lot of things. It's, it's, it's everything. It's everything. Let's bring in our guest because she's one of the stars. I'm so ready. Breakout and again, stars even. And, and a cast where everyone broke out. We were always like, that's our girl, though. Like, she was the one that we were always like, oh, well, we knew her, though. 
She's, <laughs> she, she fully is like the anchor that keeps the ship. Wait, anchors don't keep it afloat, do they? No, they, and, they, keep, well, they, they stop it from moving. She keeps it at bay. She keeps the ship at bay. Like, there we go. There we go. Honestly, an icon. Our guest today is the gorgeous and golden-voiced star of stage and screen. You already know. You'll know her as the beloved drama teacher, Miss Jen, on a high school musical, the musical, the series, now in its third season. Before imparting wisdom on the East High Wildcats, in the show and behind the scenes, our guest made a name for herself as a bona fide Broadway star. Audiences will know her in recent years as the original Portia in Something Rotten, as Cynthia Weil in Beautiful, the Carol King musical, or perhaps standing by for Amy Schumer and Laura Bonanti in Meteor Shower. She was one of the earliest stars to play Glinda in both the Chicago and Broadway productions of Wicked, and was in the original companies of Good Vibrations, Gypsy starring Bernadette Peters, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, on tour with The Sound of Music, and the 2002 revival of Into the Woods. On television, she was a series regular on ABC's Work It, Lifetime's Sherry, as well as appeared on Anger Management, Modern Family and Ugly Betty. She won the 2007 HBO Comedy Arts Festival Breakout Award, is a mama, and even hosted the Jimmy Awards this year. What a queen. Please welcome to drama, Kate Kate. Thank you for reminding me of all the many, many Uh, things I've done over the many years. Were there any that you forgot and you're like, oh yeah. Yes, yes, actually. <laughs> and we won't talk about that because that's drama. Kate, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Your energy is incredible. And we already chatted for like 25 minutes before we Sorry. even recorded. But those things are all top secret, guys. Sorry, yes. no offense. That's the real drama. Uh, just kidding, just kidding. You know, we were talking about like high school shows, Dylan and I just a second ago. And do you watch like shows or do you love shows that take place in and around a high school? Like, I can't figure out why I love it so much. I mean, I think you love it. I mean, recently I got out all my old Barbies and I, now I'm playing Barbies with my son. And I loved and, it. Yes. And his grandmother said, What's the deal with Barbies? Like, why? what is it? What made them so huge? And I said, I think it's because little girls want to be grown up. Right. Mm -hmm. And we want to play, at least for me, it was like, I had a soap opera going all the time, but now I think the flip side is I am grown up. I want to go back to high school where I didn't have to worry about bills. I didn't have to worry about my child (laughs) and I could just worry about the really cute guys and like the, the mean girls and, and yeah. And like what I'm, what I'm wearing and Although, honestly, when I was in high school, I didn't worry about any of that because I was just doing shows. Oh, yes. You were the theater girl. musicals. Mm-hmm. Wait, I love that you're playing with Barbies with your son. Our mom let us play with Barbies. Yeah, Connor and I were Barbie girls oh, back yes. in the day. That was my acting education. Well, yeah, you said you did a soap oh, yeah. opera. Like, everyone had a name. Oh, yeah. There were storylines. Nobody was named Barbie. No. No, never. It was always the names of, like, the pretty girls in my brother's class. <laughs> like, Rebecca. Mm. Rebecca, so Rebecca was was stunning. <laughs> she was the it girl. Yeah. yeah. Wait, how old is your son? He just turned five. That's so cute. So he's got a personality. Oh yes, he sings all the time, and I'm not sure if it's a relative pitch or a, or a perfect pitch situation, but he's better than Mama. That's for sure. Does he know what you do, like who you are, things like that? He knows that, like, oh, that's Mommy's show, but he'll watch it and just be like, "Can you text Joe and Frankie and tell them to come over?" <laughs> Really, yeah, that's the extent of it. He like sees the show and he's like, those are my friends. And why aren't they hanging out with me? Oh, oh that is so cute. And then if I sing, because sometimes people will say, do you, does he realize that you sing to him? And I say, yeah, but then he says, no, mommy, shh, shh. I'm singing. <laughs> he's an icon. That's insane. <laughs> I love it so much. So it's the start of a school year for him. You're stop at the start of a school year yeah. for this next season. Yes, we're in Salt Lake school. City at this house because we live in a house in Utah. I mean, mm. who would have ever thunk? Now, do you have any connection to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Um, only that Frankie Rodriguez sent me the link when they were looking for them. And he was like, how do you audition for this? And what do we do? And I was like, what do you mean? How do I, how do we, and <laughs> that's all I know, but I haven't watched it, but I have friends who do, and they say it's the best one. It's so it's good. Really good. It's so I don't good. know if I would be good on it, honestly, because like you said, you guys drama. I don't know if I have enough. It's I could, I could make some up though. It is drama. Well, it's, you know, it's a pretty dark one of like the, of the franchise. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot going on. There's like a potential church. That's also a cult. And there's also one that's committing like tons of fraud. And she's going to go away to prison for at least 14 years kind of thing. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. And a church is a fraud, just like a normal Mormon church or like, which. <laughs> well, there is it's, that. It's, I think it's, 
this Pentecostal Christian and the church leader basically, so not to like get too off topic, but basically her grandmother was married to the church leader and then her grandmother passed away. And then during a backdoor agreement on her grandmother's deathbed, she said, my granddaughter, Mary needs to marry my current husband, who's the church leader. And so she basically married her step grandfather and now she's the leader. It's real. It's, it's not even fiction. It's sad. It's dark. It's, See, I would want to be on the show just so I could investigate all this stuff and get to the yes. bottom of it. Uh-huh. And I could see you doing that. You know, they there was a rumor a couple of weeks ago that Orfe was joining Real Housewives of New York. I don't know if you heard about that. I didn't hear about that, but she'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. I know, I know. And so you can truly just be yourself and be a fun person. Like, it doesn't need to get dark, you know? Oh, well, but Okay. Did you wait? Speaking of Orfe, Dylan, sometimes I'm dark. <laughs> well, that's okay. Wait, speak, you contain multitude. Speaking of Orfe, yeah. did you ever go in for Legally Blonde? You know what? I did go in for Legally Blonde. Sort of a long, it's a long sad story. Ugh. There was a period of time because it was always, it was always Laura. It was, it always had, it was always hers, and it should be, and it, you know, it's her. But there was one time when they were like, "We're going to have just like auditions for other people, just in case." And it was when I had broken my foot in Wicked in Chicago, and so I flew in, and I had like one of those boots on my foot. So mm-hmm. like, so how can you do like an like an L Woods like ding 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 and heels when you're like thunk gonk thunk gonk thunk gonk <laughs> with your boot and your crutches? And yeah, so yeah, nope, I never did it. But then there was, it did come around where they were like, "Do you want?" to be in that mtv show version oh. um but i was like no that terrifies me that sounds like my personal hell i would cry myself to sleep every night and like i can't handle that competition or that kind of attention or that like it, i would just cry yeah oh yeah. my god I, I don't think that would have been i don't think it was a good environment <laughs> for a lot of the women included in there they were like, I think, I mean, I don't, I didn't watch it, but they were like, you all live in the same apartment and you're all going after the same show part. Yeah. And you like, what are you kidding? Like, how would you not have a nervous breakdown? I know it was the bachelor, but make it Broadway. Yes. Well, Kate, we've been chatting a lot about different things, but we do like to ask all of our guests how they're doing. And I'm wondering, are you well? I am very well. I had a long summer where uh, the summer tour of visiting grandparents and doing a bunch of things. And then um, we just got back to Salt Lake a couple days ago. And so we're settling here and getting ready for the fall where I am going to be just, you know, a mom with a super cute five-year-old living on a cul-de-sac in Utah. And then I get to go do a TV show with all of my favorite people. And then come home and tuck my son in. Like, I mean, it's kind of all dreams coming true. That's beautiful. I love it so much. I'm thrilled that you're back for season four. The show needs Miss Jen. Oh, (laughs) you're not biased at all. (laughs) Um, Miss Jen needs the show. I mean, honestly, (laughs) I've been watching season three and I'm just, my heart bursts with every moment. It's like so many, it's layers, right? Because I'm like proud of the characters, but I'm proud of the kids. And so like every time they nail a joke, I'm like, yes, yes. (laughs) And then, and their numbers are so perfect and wonderful. And I just, I'm just loving it so much. I didn't know that Matt Cornette was so funny. Thank you. I have been saying this for years now. I would just like to have my moment to say from the very beginning, I and I still tell him now, I think he's the next Ryan Reynolds. Like he is so handsome, oh, yeah. but he's also so funny. And sidebar, sweetest boy in all the land. I love it. Boy. When we had a birthday party for Luke, when he turned two, this is season one. No one was famous yet, whatever. All yeah. the kids came to my pool at my apartment building. And I was like, I don't know how to cook. So I said, Matt, um, can you like, can you run the grill or whatever you do, like call it? Can you? And he was like, oh, I got it. And he took me shopping. He got the, he's like, I'm going to get the, I'm going to bring the chicken and the marinade home because I'm going to marinate the chicken. And then he did the burgers and the dogs and the things and the stuff. And he just stood behind the grill, the whole two-year-old's party, like a sweet nugget. And he has a car that looks like Lightning McQueen. Yes. So he got the visor that has the eyes and he would bring Luke and he brought it so that Luke could see it. That is so cute. <laughs> yes, we saw, I believe the it's car amazing. was featured in the, the Christmas special on Disney+. Plus. Yes, yeah. I think he was. That's adorable. Anyway, but also he can do drama. So I'm just, I can't wait to see what happens with him, Matt Cornette in life. And you mean the podcast drama. 
Man, the podcast. <laughs> very good, very good. I love that. So you probably know what they're gonna what's gonna happen with him. But I because you know his character graduated, but I will give my prediction because Julia loved our predictions a few yes, weeks ago. Tell me your prediction. I think that he is going to be an assistant director for Miss Jen in like a gap year situation because he's got his feet wet directing during the summer with Frozen. That's my prediction. Listen, that's a good prediction, but honestly, I don't even know what's happening. Okay. Good, <laughs> this season. I mean, I know a couple things, a couple things that are enough to tell you is going to be amazing, but I don't know details like that, okay. but I have been told that everyone's going to be we're going to see all of our, our favorite people. Oh, good. I love it. I, I, except for maybe Olivia. I don't know. Okay. It was a blanket. Everyone's coming back around. I'm not going to. And I'll speak, also speaking of wonderful people, she, let me just put my two cents in there that you'd think if, if anybody had a reason to like, well, after her cataclysmic, you know, <laughs> what rise is beyond a rise um, yeah. to start up. The huge superstardom. She is still a super sweet, normal, sweet girl. And FaceTimes with Luke. Like, come on. And her music is so good. This is the thing, though. It's like that weird genius that makes you believe in God. (laughs) Like, she just has always had it. I don't know where it comes from. I mean, God, it must come from God. And but even when uh, they wrote, when they wrote for our show, when Josh and Olivia, sir, they wrote that song for our show. And then Tim was like, will you write all I want? Just, you know, cause, and she's like, sure, dude, to do. But the Rose song from season two, I was like, this is everything. Oh my God. I literally have chills thinking about it right now. I need to tell you because we're raving about all of your castmates, but Kate, okay. you are so incredible on this show. I mean, it was like, it's from episode one, season one, it's like we're shot out of a cannon, and Miss Jen is is certainly our um, audience surrogate as we enter the the high school that we all know so well. And it's this, you know, like documentary, mockumentary style concept. But your comedic timing is unbelievable. And like I said earlier, you like anchor or whatever the show. And I I, I miss you on season three because Miss Jen is what a great character. I mean, are, are you lo- do you love playing her? She gets to do everything. No, I love Miss Jen more than anything ever. I, and I always say too. actually, Tim Federley just texted me a couple of days ago because he's like, I sent in the first script for four, you know, 401. And he's like, I love writing in your voice again. And I wrote him back and I said, Miss Jen's voice is your voice. And I love her because it is true. Like, I know, I think I know Miss Jen because I know, I know Tim's voice. I hear him in her, but he also, I also, he hears her in me. It takes a village to be Miss Jen, but oh, Tim absolutely. and I are in that village. And this is Tim Federley, who of course is the showrunner writer, but he's also an author of Broadway. He used to do a lot of Broadway. He and I were in Gypsy together when we were 22. Oh my gosh. That was the Bernadette Peters Gypsy, right? The At the Bernadette Schubert? Peters Gypsy. Oh my God. At the Schubert, I believe... That he, well, he, uh, he covered Tulsa, but I also believe he might've been the, you know, when Mm -hmm. I was, so I was June, dainty June. So when June like has, they do the jump rope with the cow with Elsie. I think Tim was the other person doing okay. the, the jump rope with me. I, I should remember that yeah. better, but let's I mean, be honest, that was a long time ago. To many people think that Bernadette is the yes. underrated Mama Rose. I mean, don't get me started. Cause you know, what camp I belong to. <laughs> I know, but also not only that, she's like the, uh, the best person in the world. Oh my God. I love that so much. She's yeah, yeah. truly a hero. So, okay. That wasn't your Broadway debut though. <laughs> you know what? I talked about this with somebody else. What exactly is the Broadway debut? Is it when you're on the Broadway stage or is it when you're in a Broadway show? Because my Broadway debut, the first show I did that was on Broadway, but I actually never went on the stage. I mean, I did off, I did like an out of town tryout. I mm-hmm. went on, but Tom Sawyer, it was such a quick, quick run. Mm. I never actually did. So then. Did you bow? Into- did you ever bow? No. If it was me personally, I probably would like be like professionally. That is my a Broadway credit. But my debut was when I step on the stage. I mean, I'm not an actor, but that's how I would feel, you know? Right. Like maybe like it's your technical debut, but it's not your like your dream come true moment where like you hear like, ah, in like the heavens. So that for me, the on the heavens would have been when I bowed, when I went on for Into the Woods and I bowed as a pig. Dreams. Which are missing from this new production. Are Have you been able to see you know what? Into the Woods? I, it, I don't want to cry about it, but it is one of those things where I'm like, 
I don't know if this, if I don't make it, I think it might be one of my biggest like life regrets, but I just got back to Salt Lake. I have my best friend's wedding next week in Hawaii and we're starting like we're starting pre-production right now. So technically they're giving me days off to go to the wedding, but I don't know when Julie is coming to town. I should ask her, but I just think, can they please extend past January 9th? And can I be in it? It's roll, literally. Well, this is the thing I was actually telling Andrew last night. I do know though, that I would be cast. I know my place in the show would be to be one of the sisters, one of the stepsisters, because I could cover, (laughs) I could cover Baker's wife and, Cinderella and Rapunzel. However, when I did it at when I was 22, I covered Cinderella, Rapunzel, and Little Red. I mean, I really want to be Baker's wife, mm-hmm. but they're never going to be Baker's wife. I think you, you would uh, slay. Well, and but what I want to see Sarah Bareilles do. I I mean, and all those people, I know all those people. Brian Darcy James, my sure. best friend, Sarah Litzinger and I, we call him Brian Darcy Jesus. And I think you should start saying that too, because there is no one better. One of my favorite Broadway experiences before Connor and I moved to New York was my mom and I, because our mother was a rush queen, we would get up early and rush shows when we would visit the city is we saw something rotten from the very front row, center, front row. It was you, it was Brian, it was (laughs) Heidi. I believe oh, yeah. MJS was in it as well. If he did the whole run, or at least that was like, if you the saw first me, you saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Was. Okay. And you were magic oh. in that show. The com again, this comedy, I mean, the naughty humor, the duet between you and John Cariani. Oh, I love him. Literally peed my pants. And I think it's in the second act when you, you're like writing the poetry or singing. The, oh my God. No, he's brilliant. Yes. It all goes like, you know, Broadway is high school or Broadway is not even high school. It's like, it's a, it's a village. So Josh Marquette, who did my hair wigs for Gypsy when we were all young, right? He's married to Casey. He texted me and was like, Casey wants you to like for this show, but you have to audition, but you know, let me know. Cause I was in LA at the time and he sent me the script and I was like, well, this is the original tasty skank. Like she is the first tasty skank, which for those of you who do not know is the dirty the pretty singing, dirty comedy duo, my best friend and I did. I was like, I have to be her. I must be her. And so then he was like, okay, we'll send a tape or something. And, but it was supposed to go to Seattle. Uh, yes. The fifth. fifth, fifth thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to go to the fifth, fifth Avenue first. And I was in Vancouver doing one of those like kid dog monkey movies. And I, so I stopped by I was like one of the auditions in Seattle and I flew from Vancouver to Seattle and I stopped in and I always say I swooped in Seattle because I was like, I got to get this part. I have to be Portia. I am Portia. I love Portia. And so that's what I did. I guess you didn't really ask for that long story. No, 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 no. You're you're the perfect guest because you just pontificate on what we just sort of mentioned because we don't like... We call these interviews, but we don't like to ask a lot of questions. We like to just have a chat. Like so it's nice that. to just, Sometimes people will be like, wait, what was the question? We'll be like, there wasn't. We were just talking about <laughs> you being brilliant in the show. And you're but like, yeah, think, thank you. And But I do really like, and I think like, you know, as you get older, it's, it's harder to, the, the longer you're in this business, I think it is, at least for me, it got harder and harder. Like the rejection gets harder. And the, we were talking about this, like the roles you see you've missed and that you'll never play that. And then you're like, oh no. And people say, what's your dream role? And you're like, I don't even want to say it because it'll probably won't happen. But like when I was younger too, people were like, you need to audition for Glinda. And like, they're looking for future Glindas. And my agent was like, oh no, they won't see you. They said that Dainty, or they said that Dainty June is not glinda and i was like will you please inform them that dainty june will not be playing glinda but so then anyway i got myself on the list of like the pre to the pre to the pre to the pre screen Mm. and i went in with like the assistant 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 because i was like just let me try you can say no but you have to let me try and then we know that that worked out but i guess but my i love telling the stories of like the harder you work the luckier you get, which is the cheesiest thing that my dad always said to me, but it is true. Like people, people that we work with, everybody's so talented, right. That it makes sense that they're where they are because they're so talented. But I think sometimes people don't realize it's a lot more than that. You also have to just want it and you have to work like 1000% and show Mm -hmm. up. I mean, the high school musical kids are so talented and now they're all breaking out and people are like, well, of course, because they're so, they're so talented and they're so lucky to have gotten on this TV show. And I'm like, no, 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 they're not lucky. They work their asses off. Yeah. 
and their talent help, but like they <laughs> work their asses off. I love, yes. I love that story of you really pushing to get in, to be seen for Wicked and, and saying like, you can still say no, but I have to try. That's an amazing lesson we can all carry in any area of life. And also, but like, and try, like, don't, like, I didn't have any pride about it. I was like, I'll go to the open call. Like, just mm. tell me what I need to do. And then, then you can cut me, but don't tell me I can't sing it if you haven't heard me try. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you, know. did you do it in Chicago? Yeah. So yeah, the end of that story is it was like, oh, can you wait? Like, you know, cause it was like the real auditions were later in the day. So then it was like, can you wait? Can you wait? Can you sing for, for Bernie? Can you wait? Can you wait? Okay. Come in the afternoon and like do it for Joe. And then they were just like, thanks for coming. Like, we'll keep you in mind for future. And I was like, okay, so that's not a yes, but it's not a complete no, but like, I'm so proud of myself that I got seen. And then sure enough, they called not that long later. And they said, Kate be interested in going to Chicago and opening the Chicago company with Anna. Yeah. Oh my God. And that was, I swear, that was, that was my like dream moment. I remember a moment being in the bubble waiting for the show to start and just being like, this is it, isn't it? Like, this is the best role. This is like, I get to look like a princess, not a pig, which was no offense. I loved playing a pig too. Um, but I was like, I had this great boyfriend. I loved the show. I would loved the cast. I was like, this is the, actually, maybe I was like, this is the peak. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill. No, it hasn't been, thankfully. <laughs> Wow. And did you enjoy playing Glinda? I mean, again, what a great role. What a great role. But you know, it's so funny too, is that, um, I mean, it was so long ago, I was completely a different person. And one thing that I always am so impressed with the kids I work with on High School Musical is that they are so very young, but they are so, they're so self-aware and they're so confident and they're secure in themselves in a way I'm still trying to do like mm. they yeah. inspire me to be more confident in myself, you know, and I think I would be a better, well, I can't now, but like, I look back on it and think of how much better I could have been if I'd had the confidence in myself, you know, sure. yeah. just and also because when you're doing a show like that and you're getting, especially when I got like plugged into Broadway yeah. and people are like, do it like they, that those people did it. And I'm like, I never saw them do it, but we, do it like what? And just, you're trying to please so many people that you lose sight of, what you're actually doing. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. I, I mean, I can imagine you probably got a lot of comparisons to Kristen Chenoweth because I think you two sound ah. and look a little bit similar. You're correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting, but the role is not that role anymore. I mean, it's the evolution of Glinda has changed in the last, I mean, almost 20 years. But I was like third or fourth right. or so. I mean, I was early. So it was still. Yeah. Kristen. Yeah. They, I mean, they changed her wigs. They've changed so much about Glinda over the years, you know? Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but good. But this is the thing I always say, like they need to, they don't, whatever they can do whatever they want. Clearly it's working. But I just think, you know, now I finally realized like what's funny on them isn't necessarily funny on me. And if they could help empower everyone to figure out like the best version of themselves, like who is this role on you right. that makes it special? I think that's where the magic lies. Totally. So into the Woods was technically like the first time you stood by okay. on Broadway, right? No. Well, I mean, technically the first time I was on stage. Right, stage. stage. Goodbye in Tom Sawyer. Mm -hmm. I covered Kristen Bell and all the girls. Cool. Okay. So cool. I mean, you, you've had a history for standing by for some pretty cool people too. I mean, most oh. recently, the, and I love that you did this with Meteor Shower. Now, had you stood by for Benanti previously? In Into the Woods. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny that you can track like 10 years in between that or whatever it is, 15, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. More like 15. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, honey, but no more than that. Yeah. Um, and what's so funny is that definitely when I did meter shower, I was like, oh, first of all, I didn't, I knew before I did it, that it was going to take years off my life because I was like standing by is a young man's game. When I did it, I was young and fearless. And just like one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that person goes to two and then goes to four and then da, da, da. This person goes to six and then eight. Now I would be like, what? <laughs> what? No, I'm like, I can't, I'm like, see, I can't breathe. Like, does anyone have a Xanax? Yeah. And, you know, standing by some for a celebrity. Oh, well um, that, that I was just like, hopefully I never go on. No one. Did you? 
Uh, yes. And this is the funny thing too. Like the first day Amy was like, I never miss. I'm never going to miss. I just want you to know I never miss. I was like, great. Thank you. Please don't. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, and then it was a tricky thing because it was a new play and Graham Rowett and I, who we were the standbys, it was a little bit like you cover this, but you're not going to be in the loop. So like during previews, we were like, is this like somebody going up on their line or is this like a script change? Cause mm. we didn't have, they didn't really make it easy for us anyway. So there was that level of nervousness too, that I was like, what, uh, tell me what it actually is. Um, <laughs> And I'm glad that Graham and I were like, well, they tell us we're never going on, but we're going to learn it anyway and do our jobs because we're professional. And then as soon as mm-hmm. we learn it, we're going to watch everything on Netflix. And because, um, yes, I did go on for Amy. I went on for, I can't remember the the order, but I think I maybe went on, I went on for Laura, maybe I went on for Laura. And then I went on for Amy for like a two show day. And then Laura called in first the next day, but Amy was still sick. So they had to cancel the show. Oh, okay. And I was like, I mean, I could have tried to do a Jekyll Hyde performance. It was a zany show. I mean, that was an interesting piece. Was that Steve Martin? I'm trying to remember. Okay. Props to you for doing that at that point in your career. And I also love this era of like standbys being people who are like Broadway faves. So it's like, the community will still show up and show out for. Well, I, thank you for being so sweet and positive about it. Honestly, I had, I had a four month old baby and I was like, I have to get back into the, like, I'll do anything. And Laura had a young child at that point too, right? Yeah. I, I think, I think Ella's what, like six months older than Luke or maybe a little more. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, it's so funny. The Broadway people becoming mamas around yeah. the same time. No, it's Broadway women getting to the point where we're like, oh no, we better have one now or it's going to be too great. And then we all had to do it. <laughs> okay. Wait, I need to go back, go back, 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 because we know you're also a Midwest girl. Oh yeah. And if you'd consider Michigan's Midwest, right? Yeah, I think so. The, yeah. the Mitten, I, right? Yeah. Cause yeah, the mitten. Yeah, because we're Ohio boys oh, through yeah. and through. We're totally sane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do like to kind of touch upon that moment that turned you into being devoted into this art or made you passionate about the art. And we call it the Ring of Keys moment, as right. you're familiar with. Okay. Do you I feel know. as though you had that moment? You know, I was trying to figure out my answer to this question because I love it so much. I don't know if I had a moment, but I was really lucky because there was a, a summer stock theater in my town in Muskegon, Michigan. It's called Cherry County Playhouse. And I was in, they did a production of Gypsy and they needed local kids to be, you know, Uncle Jocko's kids and whatever. And so I was lucky enough to be in that. And, uh, and I was one of the newsboys. I just remember, well, oh, and Rita Moreno was Mama Rose and her daughter played Louise. So it was like, but it was, yeah, it was like, what I had, like, what, what are you taught? Like, what is this experience? It's like two week experience when I was 12 or something, but it was so magical. And it was, it was beyond, it was like the orchestra playing the overture, right? It was just, I was like, what is this? This is so magical. It was like the theater, the smell of the theater. It was being surrounded by all these like people. Cause they had like equity contracts and non-equity contracts, but like people from New York and like kids who were going to college and it was their summer, you know, summer gig or whatever. And so it was like the first time I was like meeting, I was like, dad, so-and-so like has a boyfriend, but he's a boy. Like, what does that mean? And like, then then I was like, oh, and and our producer is Jewish because I went to this Christian school, okay, like very sheltered. And I was like, and I got like, and I was like, and I love these people. These people are nicer to me than anyone's ever been. They're so fun. And we're making the story together in this way that it's like all these elements that I love, but now you get to do it with a group of people who also love them. I mean, it's basically, it's what High School Musical, the whole point of why yeah. <laughs> change lives, right? And right. no, but it was after that, that I was like, well, what else could I possibly want to do in my life? And you, you obviously loved to sing, but when was the first time someone was like, <laughs> you can sing? Uh, well, uh, um, in my church, okay. the children in the children's choir, my mom was playing the piano for it. Her best friend was the conductor and it was like five and up. My brother was five. So I was too young. I was three, but I would have to go to like the rehearsals. And then apparently they realized I was singing along like louder than everybody from like the pews. And so then they were like, just come up here and sing. 
And so that's when I first started singing. And then of course I sang in school. Like I remember I had a solo in some like Noah's Ark play. Oh, very Christian and, school. And then, and then, oh, and then we did this Johnny Appleseed musical. Hmm. And this is my introduction to the patriarchy where I was like, why am I not Johnny? <laughs> like, no, you have this, like this, like tube, like you, this little solo of like eight bars, but like, no, of course you can't be Johnny. You're not the boy. And I was hmm. like, this does not sit right with me. I was like, why am I not Johnny? No. Well, and then again, I digress. I'm sorry, but this is one of my favorite stories about Christian schoolness and where explains me in a nutshell. So in second grade, we had to learn, we had to memorize Luke two, one through 20, which is the story of the nativity story, you know, Jesus birth. And Every class did it. Every second grade class did it every year. And you had like a month to do it. But as soon as you came and you recited it, then you could pick the part you wanted in a Christmas carol. So I got home like the night before I had like a violin recital or something. And it was late. And I was like, I can't go to bed yet. I forgot. I have to learn Luke 2, 1 through 20. My parents were like, your brother did it. Like you have a month. You're fine. And I was like, no, I must do it now. So do you want to guess why? So that the next day I could pick the role and guess what I picked? Scrooge. You wanted to be Scrooge. Of course. Did they let you do that? Yeah, and I was smaller. I was smaller than Tiny Tim. (laughs) And I did not care. I was so bah humbuggy. You were off book overnight. I was ready. Mm -hmm. That's so cute. I love that you had this drive and this passion to just, you know, you wanted to shine. You wanted to share your gifts. And I think that's so special. A drive or passion or like weirdness. (laughs) That's I think, but that's the beauty of what we do, right? Is that it's like. Some people say weird kid and we say the wonderful. Yes. Are you a competitive person? Would you say? You know what? I think I, yeah. Andrew asks me this all the time. He's like, you are competitive, but I think I'm competitive with myself Mm. more than with other people. I get that. I don't want to ever hurt anybody's feelings way back when there was a little girl that I was in Annie with and they were doing Annie at the community theater, like in the fall. Cause I did it at the, Oh, I did it with Charlotte Ray at the, um, (sighs) at the place. And so then she was like, they're doing Annie at Pacific Theater, but like, will you please not audition? Because I really want to play it. And I was like, okay. And I didn't. Wow. Wow. But now I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And was she like a now friend? Now I'd be like, honey, it's not personal. It's business. Right. Uh-huh. You, can be, you can be Molly and I'll be Annie. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, but that's, I think that's the thing. It's like, you got to. You got to go after it, but you have to realize, especially at this point, everybody's so talented. Everybody's mm-hmm. so good. You know, we always, my friend and I call it like the usual suspects you see at auditions, but mm-hmm. it's like, at this point, I'm just happy to be in the room with these people because they're yeah. all so good. Is it mostly like, like who, who, is it mostly like other former Glinda's or oh, totally. people like it's that? the type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. exactly that. It's like, yeah, it's Kara Lindsay and Sarah Ford and oh, yes. Jen Gambatis and oh yeah. Yeah. It's like the usual suspects. All so oh. talented, but all very different still, which I think is what's cool. Well, that's the thing, but like, so that's the thing that you know that you're like, we're all good. And so it's like, what's that little thing that's different that they're going to pick mm-hmm. apples and oranges. And so you can't take it personally. Yes. Where do you I think, think you I got that from? Like, did one of your parents sort of instill this in you or was it just like being in the business for, from, from very a young age? Uh, um, no, uh, I think it was lots of therapy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But also I was once in a, I once played soccer. I know I'm un, unbelievably so, but I wanted to be like my brother. I played soccer when I was little and I was on a girl team and we lost every single game. <laughs> and I think that helped me in being an actor because you, lo- I mean, you don't get most of the auditions. Let's be honest. Make the tapes and you send them into the universe. Is that worse than, than going in and just never hearing back? Uh, it has pros and cons. I mean, it's, it's great here because I can do it from Salt Lake, but I do think that the the things I've booked, especially the things I booked in comedy, I sometimes think I get it like between the door and the scene starting, you know, mm. like I come in like as the character and people don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a role in like TV or film or on the stage that you were so close to getting that still like breaks your heart a little bit that you missed out on it? I mean, how long do we have left? <laughs> Connor, don't open these wounds. No, of course. There's so many things I would love to play, love to do. and the, But you just have to. But I've also been so lucky when the timing mm-hmm. has worked in my favor. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like. 
Yeah. You can see things and be like, oh, I always wanted to play that part, but now they just did a production with so-and-so doing it. So now like clearly I'm never going to play it. But then I just happen to be the right age and the right height and the right thing to be Dainty June with Bernadette Peters. I mean, I guess I kind of already won the lottery once, you know? Yeah, a few times. very true. A few times. That is wild. You know I mean, I mean so like, did, did you look up to Bernadette when you were? Of course I did. Yeah. I mean, who didn't? Oh, yeah. But I was like, Lily St. Regis. I mean, she's everything. Stepmother and in Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney. Everything. And then later in life, after I did the show with her, I finally saw The Jerk. And I was just like. That's a blind spot for me. What is? what? Oh, yeah. The Jerk is the Steve Martin movie. You must watch it. I wish they would make okay. it a musical. They should make it a musical. Christian and I should do it. Christian Girl go. would be amazing. Just watch it. But it's okay. Steve Martin and he's ridiculous. And then there's this scene with when he's talking to her and she's sleeping and just, I, that's all I'm going to say, but like, I just watch it and I'm like, how did she not laugh? I don't know. I love her so much. You know, that's something that I think I could see for you is like an only murders in the building type role or, you know, beyond, beyond high school musical. Listen, yeah, I clearly, I love it. I'll do anything. If somebody had said to me, do you want to play a teacher and be like 20 years older than everybody who could be your children, blah, blah, blah. Who knows what I would have said, but honestly, like it is my favorite job I've ever had. Yeah. And, but maybe that's because I'm, you know, where my heart is now. Now, did you have a Miss Jen? I had a lot of different, really good teachers. So I didn't really have a Miss Jen, but I definitely had all my teachers were invested in, you know, in me. Yeah. But I also had the producer of that Summer Stock Theater, who I would say was like more of a mentor than anybody. Really? And he was, was he also like an artistic director type role or? Well, he, I, well, he didn't direct. So he was just, okay. but the reason the, sh- I mean, the reason the place existed was because he was so wonderful that, you know, the people would just give him money because, you know, you're like, it's a professional theater in Muskegon, Michigan. How are you paying Rita Moreno? Rita Moreno. <laughs> did any, did any other like names come through like that? Oh yeah. Um, well that I worked with Paige O'Hara was our, Oh my God. Our Ava. Um, Estelle Harris. We did Annie Warbucks. Um, oh. Who else? Uh, Peter Scolari came through. He did um, Barnum. My brain went to The Greatest Showman, which obviously wouldn't be <laughs> the show, but. <laughs> and, um, and William Catt, who was the original Corner of the Sky guy, he did um, Joseph. Anyway, it was amazing. People came. Everybody came. So cool. And, they brought, and he brought in great directors. Um, like I did The Secret Garden with Russell Kaplan, who had been the associate of the Broadway production. And who were you in Secret Garden? Mary Lennox. At of age course. 16, you guys. And I looked 10. That's a whole nother session. Were you a late bloomer? That does not kill us, guys. Oh, I was the latest of all bloomers. Um, and that's another reason theater is amazing, right? Because the mm-hmm. thing that everyone else will make fun of for you is can be an asset. Well, I love that. These li- lessons. Now, do you feel like the kids on set will come to you for these types of, of, of advice and lessons? I mean, you mentioned they're already very self-aware. Oh, they're very self-aware. I mean, sure, they come to me for stuff, but mainly I think... Maybe I just think I tell them like, I am so impressed with how you are handling these things that took me a good more 20 years to even recognize what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. With normal stuff. And, and I just tell them that they're doing a great job. Oh, yeah. what is your hope for Miss Jen? Oh you know, God. season four, season five, what do you I want, want Miss Jen to then become Mrs. Jen and then become grandma Jen. And then I told him like, can I just do it? Like, let the kids come through. Let me grow old. <laughs> no, Miss Jen is so, but I do, I, I don't know what's going to happen and I'm sure it's not going to happen this season, but I always thought it would be fun if Miss Jen did like some sort of um, community theater thing herself and the kids came to support her or something. Yes, you know what definitely. I mean? Like cheering her on. Yes. Yeah, maybe I wish that, that good, but it doesn't matter. Oh. About the love. She had that, that line. Is this, is that the last apple? Yeah. Is this the last yeah, apple? But that was the line, that was the line from the high school musical movie that I had movie. that got cut. Mm-hmm. That got cut, and then they gave her her chance, though, in the finale, right? Oh, that's your point. Yes. Oh, the kids are pleased <laughs> to her. I shed a tear when that happened. You know, in season two, she was she went crazy off the handle. She did. She. Wait, I, <laughs> we asked Julia this too. Who? What? Who of the legacy characters from the original trilogy? Oh. Who would you want to see pop up in a future High School Musical, the musical, the series? 
those. Oh, I mean, I want to see them all and I don't, I'm not going to say anything, but I feel like season four might have some surprises. Uh, you know, no one has mentioned this yet, but I really would love to see Ashley Tisdale. Come oh, me too. Of course. She's and everyone's always like Zach and Vanessa, Zach and Vanessa. Ashley Tisdale, Sharpay was the protagonist of um, um, High School Musical too. So yeah. Plus Corbin is like the nicest, sweetest gem of a person. So I do just want to hang out with him all the time. Yeah. But everyone's invited. Love it. Oh my God. Including Connor and I, if you find us in the background that once the COVID protocols die down, you might see us lurking. I mean, you guys probably wouldn't want to be extras in an audience thing. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, I, I have an in, so let me just see what's happening. (laughs) And then I could always be like, guys, make your trip. Let's go. Uh I love this. Come to Park City and we'll go to the spa that you can sit in the hot tub on the roof while it snows on your head. Oh my God. That sounds so I want to move there. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, open invitation, guys. Come visit me. I love it. I have Be careful what you say. I have house. I have air mattress. Oh my God. You're so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about so many things, but before we go, we do like to wrap up on a dose of drama, something that's on your heart or in your mind to give to our listeners as an extra gift as we say goodbye. And I am going to start today because this is, this isn't, I don't know when this episode is coming out, but this breaking Broadway news, take me out is coming back to Broadway after just finishing its successful run this past spring at second stage. And I have to say, not a lot surprises me these days, but I was shaken to my core that it was coming back. I really was surprised. I was, and I'm excited, of course, you know, um, you know, it's well-documented on our Patreon, how much I enjoy take me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if it's going to be the same cast. Definitely the Jessies, Jesse Williams and Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Wow. I I have to see, I have not seen a Broadway show in years, you guys. I've been in. Oh my gosh. I am so behind. I haven't seen anything. I missed POTUS. I missed Take Me Out. Can they both come back? And it was going forever until I can be in it with Julia. Yes. Yes. That's the thing. Once y'all are done filming, Julia can come back. You can come in. Be the standby, like I was saying, I can stand by for Sarah Bareilles and for Philip. I mean, hello, like it's it wouldn't be a huge that would be a, such a get to be like, um, I stand by for all the best women on Broadway. Right? But you should be up there with them because you are truly in that same yeah. league. Kate. Thank you, you're sweet, but I'm just saying, I I would I'm available after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yes, Connor, I am excited about yeah, it too. If, I'm if they were replacing the cast members. I would love if um, maybe they get a gay actor to be in the show. What they don't have any gay? Oh, oh you're kidding, they're Jesse. They're Jesse. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, I mean it's one of the ball players, but I know, yeah. But I guess they. Are- oh, oh, I thought you were making a joke because I thought they must. I mean, because Jesse, obviously, you mean the ball players are all. Straight? They are, but they're all straight in the play anyway. So I guess that's fine. The only, only the Jesse Williams character is queer, but we don't know. How Actually, you're right. I don't want to assume his sexuality. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. I love that dose of drama. My dose of drama is we haven't talked about Joshua Bassett yet today. And you know, it's something I like to do with all of our guests who are from high school musical. Kate, do you have an anecdote, anything to say about the lad who I am? He's like my celeb crush. Oh, I have to say that good choice on of celeb crush. He is a little doodle bug. I love him so much. He uh, you've probably heard us all before. He brightens up the set. He walks in with his speaker playing like, you know, Jackson five or whatever it is. He, he relishes the idea of like being the leader, mm, um, mm. you know, like made the make speeches of like, thank you to the crew for being amazing during COVID, like stuff like that, that like you yeah. can really count on him to like step up for those things. But he also is hilarious. And uh, I mean, he is such a teenage boy. Um, <laughs> But he's, but then he's so, so sweet. And, um, and like he said to me before, he's like, Kate, I didn't want this to sound the wrong way. But uh, when I first read the script, I was like, Ooh, this Miss Jen character, like, it's going to be real tricky. Like, Oh, like this could go, I don't know which way this would go. And he's like, but then it's you, Kate. Like, I can't imagine any other way. Like mm-hmm. amazing. It's perfect. Like what he doesn't, he's just the nicest, but I love it's it. sweetie and so supportive of everybody. And what else can I tell you? He's oh my God, you've given me so much. You've no, me so you, much. no it, keep your crush right there. However, okay. 
I'm telling you, Matt Cornett, you could also add to that list because he is just this a nugget. He's Connor's crush. I'll I'll let Connor have that. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll take we it. We can't have the same crush. Um, we rarely do. I know, actually. we rarely do. That's probably healthy. It's healthy. That was my dose of drama. Kate, do you have a dose of drama for us today? Um, we start season four soon. I can tell you it sounds like it's going to be epic, epic, epic of for the like for the whole franchise. Oh, and that's all I'll let you know. Okay. I'm okay. shaking at so the much. word franchise. Yep, that was my little yes, hint. Yes, yes, yes. We'll take with that what we will, but I'm glad to, to have that tidbit. Kate, you are seriously so freaking fun and nice, and I am literally obsessed. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the podcast. Like, you're, you're everything I wanted you to be and more. Oh, then get over here and visit me. We're going to go in that hot tub. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. You know, earlier you were saying, you're like, you know, it's so great when like people like Matt Cornett are so amazing to the exterior, but also as a person. And I feel like that is exactly the same as you because you're so talented and amazing and adored, but you, you are genuinely that way behind the scenes too. And we can, we can tell our listeners that, you know, before we hit record, she was still amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then press stop and then see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> exactly thank you so much and of course people should follow you on social media are you just oh, at yeah. kate rinders yeah it's at kate rinders but i and i am trying to get better at it so sorry everybody i'm gonna try to do do more and you're on cameo right oh you know what i took a cameo pause but i need to uncameo okay. pause because this is the thing i like to do my cameos where i like do something special for everybody so i wasn't in salt lake because i like to okay. go in front of east high and like show them things yeah do you do like messages to like high school productions, like oh, encouraging yes. messages? Oh, that's, that's so cute. Oh, most of the people that want, they're like, yeah, or say break a leg to my daughter or something. Uh huh. I mean, oh, that's it's exactly, so cute. It's all the stuff I would want to do anyway. Like, oh yeah. Oh my like, gosh. I want to be Miss Jen in real life. I just don't actually have any credentials. Well, I guess I am because I wouldn't have any credentials. Like I have. No- <laughs> she's she's ultimately kind of a con artist. <laughs> she has no last name, you guys. I know that's the part that's still so (laughs) spooky to me. Oh, I love it. But maybe she will if she marries someone. I wouldn't mind a wedding episode. I know. I know. All my children singing to me, (laughs) all my bridesmaids, and like they're Uh all they're all right. Well, and Carlos would be my maid of honor. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Oh my god, I love him. This is my this is my new goal. Okay, great. Yes. Kate, love you guys. Kate, we love you. Amazing. We adore you so much. While everyone's following you, of course, they should be following us at the Drama Podcast. I am at Dylan McDowell. Connor is at Connor McDowell. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. 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 Love it.